Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, the time has arrived. That's right, it is the Timeless After Show. Could I say time a few more times in this intro? I guess we'll find out. If not, we'll make more time for me to say time. Let's do this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, Lord have mercy. Look at that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Timeless After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Hi, guys. Yes. A whole new show debuting on NBC this evening. Very excited about this, and we're going to be breaking it down all this season. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie, and I am so excited to be hosting this show I've worked with her many times, uh, but always uh, separated by uh, by an engineering room and a microphone. Aww. Now, I do not have to have Alexis Torres at a distance. I get to have her right here next yes. to me. Yes! Hi, guys. I'm Alexis Torres. If you don't know me, I'm usually the voice of the booth, but I am here at the table ready to talk about some Timeless. You can find me all over social media at atorres890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S 890. Oh, yes. And so, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. Let your feelings be known about what you think about timeless time travel just in general or you know just you know you want to say some great things about Alexis because oh, she's amazing. So, thanks guys. That's right. So uh, before we break into the episode proper just yes. a little backstory for you. What uh, what has been how long have you had this fascination about time travel? So I think it will probably start with my stepdad showing me um, Back to the Future is definitely where it started. Um, I don't know if Total Recall technically counts. <laughs> but those are the two things that he showed me. <laughs> All right. And then it was it was literally like he's like, okay, I'm gonna show you some movies. You might not like them. You might you might I don't know. But uh, the three movies I need to show you is Back to the Future, Total Recall, and Terminator. Those are the three things Ooh. that he's like, you cannot live in my household unless you know these <laughs> movies. And I was like, all right. I got you, Dad. Let's let's do that. And I fell in love with those movies. And it's and any other type of time travel, like TV shows and anything like that that came after that, I've always been really intrigued. And sometimes they're not very good, and sometimes they're really awesome. It just I don't know. I I've always found history fascinating because I've I've always myself ever since I was a kid wanted to see what the world was like before you know you and I were here mm-hmm. pretty much and and I know that we learn them from books and whatever actual video that we we get our hands on but I just I've always like if I could if I ever won the lotto and it was possible for me to make a time machine that would be my like main goal. Oh. I know everyone's like you got to pay bills and you know buy all that. I'm like no 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 I would literally spend all my money to go see my favorite time eras and things Absolutely. like that. Cuz I think it's it's the much a difference about uh, just modern day if you were to look at a book of Italy you could look at those pictures you could watch yeah. films shot in there but it doesn't beat the experience of actually going right now to Italy and just seeing what that is like just Yeah I just in those want, I just I know that we have stuff that's been recorded but i want to see exactly like what the roaring 20s look like i mean i love we'll get to that more into the into the pilot episode but as a person of color it is hard to find a place for you for you to feel comfortable in in this time era but i don't really care if i had like the like a like an invisibility cloak and i could just hang out like a fly on the wall at like speakeasies and seeing martin luther king speak 
at the White House or seeing just what, like I said, the Roaring Twenties and seeing what that actually looked like, what films looked like before sound and then after sound. Like, mm-hmm. that's, those are, like, the top that I would try to hit as much as I could see Lincoln speak. Like, I would love to see all of that. But the funny thing is I would never have thought to see the Hindenburg. Like, that, that never crossed my mind to, like, want to see up close because it's such a tragedy, I guess. But, yeah, exactly. like, it's also a huge leap, so... Yeah, I don't no, know. Very true. Now, the two films that you did mention there, uh, in addition to Total Recall. I mean, Back we don't to have future. to talk about that. That dad just loves that movie. I know, but Back Schwarzenegger. To the <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I can go wrong with Schwarzenegger. But yeah. Back to the Future and uh, Terminator, I think those are really two great examples of time travel. One, yeah. very more of a, a personal reason to go back in time and try to save just your own life. Yeah. And then Terminator, just you're dealing with humanity in general. It's just crazy how to think that people i mean now looking at all the terminators is the fact of just how this one thing of like we're here to go back for this one person we need to kill her so that she doesn't have any kids because she's the one that the, her her offspring is the one that starts the revolution like that's nuts to me it's like just this one detail that you have to change but again because time travel is so sensitive that it, it only takes one tiny little thing to fix and like Everything in time and space is just done. That's it. Absolutely. Completely uh, different. And as, as it comes with every time travel show, they establish a set of rules for their universe. Yeah. And I feel like that's always a struggle for a lot of, uh, whether it be a book, a, a TV show, or a film, just making sure they stay internally consistent with the rules that they set up. Because mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm, they will mm-hmm. set up those rules and then break them, forget them, kind of circumvent them. Yeah. Like, All right. Just stay, co- you know, stay, just stay, keep your internal logic consistent. So if you had the chance, like they're like, hey, there's a lottery and Frank was the one who won the lottery. No, like, not like a lottery, like the money. I meant like there's a lottery to time yes. travel. You got to be one of those special people. They're like, you can only go to one spot and you have two, you have you have eight hours to do whatever you want. Man. Uh, you know, I have Where to, would you go? It w- I have to admit, it would be cool to see, you brought up Lincoln. I think to go see the Gettysburg's address. See, yeah, I would love to see him speak. That would be amazing. So cool. You've heard so many people interpret that speech, you know, throughout yeah. the ages, but to actually see it come from Lincoln's own mouth and just the way his intonations were and the way his inflections and the way he delivered yeah. it would be amazing to hear. Was that the speech that there's no actual written record of it? Because there's one speech by Lincoln that apparently nobody actually uh, wrote down what it said because oh everyone was so enthralled by the speech itself. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that. I would not doubt that. That's really awesome because I actually didn't know that. Like, at all. Like, I didn't know there was, like, a speech that just people were just so into it that they didn't, right. oh. they didn't write it down. Okay. Oh, Oops. crap. Whoops, we should have uh, written well, something down. Uh, it's too late. <laughs> start from the top. Could you hey, start over? Hey. <laughs> just be honest with us. Well, as uh, Alexis was mentioning the Hindenburg, that kind of ties us in at the beginning of the Timeless episode. So start breaking crazy. that down here. Uh, basically, we see we see the Hindenburg Landing, which, yeah. as you mentioned, that is not a, a time period often visited. And it was cool. Yeah. I mean, like, we were talking about it before. I was like, I wonder why the writers or the director or whoever decided to choose the Hindenburg to start. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could have gone... I mean, I'm not saying that was a bad thing. I think it's awesome that you chose that. I just think it's very interesting. Out of everything in history, you, cho- you chose the Hindenburg Landing to with- start with, to change time. I think that's cool. But obviously, we were going to know more about it as... As time goes on, ah. uh, oh, it's gonna kill me with these time <laughs> puns. Um, but I just, I just, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Well, I like the idea. If you're gonna do something, you might as well uh, tread over. I mean, I don't want to say fresh territory, but I yeah. mean things that aren't, aren't very commonly visited in a lot of time travel mm-hmm, productions. There. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, let's see something we don't often get to see. Yeah, no, I think again, I like the thing that they chose. I just think it's interesting. Like, is there was like a dartboard? They're like, okay, we have the Hindenburg, we have this, this, and this. Uh, whoever throws a dart, that's what we start with, or yeah. something. Or if they actually 
like took the time to talk to a historian and like really find out again as we will talk about it more in the episode of like who was on it and what they actually did and how it will affect time. That's true. So, yeah. uh, and, and we're talking a lot about the creators for the show. This was actually created by Eric Kripke and Sean Ryan. So. I love you, Eric Kripke. There you go. I'm a Supernatural, Supernatural fan. That's yep. right. Yes. <laughs> Supernatural fan. And then we've got Sean Ryan from The Shield as well as many other series. Mm-hmm. So now two great tastes you know, that hopefully will taste even better together. If yeah. you want to eat the show. Do you, if you want to eat I the I want to eat the show. All right. Well, there you go. But if you, if you guys uh, got to see our Comic-Con um, uh, coverage, we actually got to talk to the creators of the show and a few of the cast. You should look that up. Just look up Timeless Interview uh, Comic-Con. With AfterBuzz TV, you'll find a really awesome person. Her name is Marquia, and she was the one that got to interview everybody. So we actually talked about the – not the episode because they couldn't tell us a lot about it, but they were the, – the crew and cast are so awesome. So I would definitely check it out if you have a chance. But anyway. And they were even willing to off-camera say how jazz they were about this No, show. yeah. Um, oh gosh, I think his name is Malcolm, the guy who plays Rufus. Um, he was talking about how jazzed he is for this for this show and he talked about it on camera and off camera, and he was like really excited for people to see it. So, oh man, it's yeah. uh, exciting. Uh, speaking of the cast, uh, Malcolm Barrett, of course, we have yes. there. Uh, we also have uh, uh, Abigail Spencer, who I love. She wasn't there at Comic Con. It made me sad. Oh, she's... Only the dudes were there. Oh, the dude. Well, speaking yeah. of dudes, we've got Matt Lantner, and then of course our supposed villain. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out more He's about so his motivations. He's so tall in person. It's scary. Gorn Vizhnik. Yeah. It, yeah, his last name was very hard to pronounce. <laughs> we were like, we, before we get on camera, could you tell us how to pronounce that so that we don't mess that up? Um, and also, Matt's eyes are that blue in person. Oh, so, all right. ladies. <laughs> there you go. Just uh, fall right into those baby blues. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but we get to see the Hindenburg crash, and we also see, uh, we, we kind of dwell on briefly, a photographer that's covering the landing there. Yeah. And even a sailor comes by, with the, whether it's him being really impressed by history or also trying to come mm-hmm. on to a photographer, uh, or maybe both. Well. Aren't you a little too close to the action? And sure enough, we find out that she is because yes. even though she's recording it, she's still too close to the impact zone and well, gets yeah. kind of swept away in the ensuing explosion. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But yeah. she, she did a lot of great things. So, And I like that... Um, Oh man, I forgot her the character name, but she was like, "Today is her day," you know. So yes. I thought that was interesting. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Lucy. Lucy, thank yes. you. Uh, so yeah, so we go from that disaster, and then we cut to present day, mm-hmm. and we see uh, Abigail Spencer plays uh, Lucy Patton. There, she's kind of our entry point into the, the series. Yeah, and she's a historian te- professor. Uh, yeah, history, uh, histori- history, anthropology. Yeah. Uh, so she's kind of a world class, as mm-hmm. Homeland Security mentions it later on in the episode. Quite. But we find even regardless of being so world-class, at least thought of outside the university, within the university, her tenure meeting is going to be canceled. So That was so – that's so crazy. I've, I've been seeing a lot more TV shows that are – that have teachers in their lineup talking about tenure. And I just thought that was very interesting how that's like a huge thing, you know? How do we get tenure here at After Buzz? I just want to make uh, sure. I know. Ask Stephen. He's the one. All right, Stephen. How do I get tenure? Just <laughs> Don't screw up. There okay, you go. Cool. All right. Good to know. Ooh, good pep talk. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> I loved that. Uh, so we find out that she doesn't get uh, – she's getting her – she's not going to get tenure. So she goes home and her mother, who basically founded the department, uh, she is incredibly ill. Yeah. Bedridden. Uh, basically we, almost like comatose it seems Yeah, like. and we didn't, we didn't get what she actually had, right? I mean I guess they didn't want to go into it because of the fact that – well, yeah, we'll get to yeah. that at the end. But yeah, it was – and then her sister Amy was taking care of her while she was at work. Yeah, and it felt like it. Oh, I guess uh, you can't help but having uh, when you have a show that deals with time travel, you can't have 
can't help but have some of the characters kind of uh, have lines that kind of allude to like somebody's going to be traveling in time right? pretty soon. Yeah, like when she says, "Don't worry about the disappointing mom. Make your own future." And I was like, mm, <laughs> "Amy, Amy, what are you trying to say?" And then she slowly turned and winked at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just for us, though, just for Frank and I. I like, Nobody else caught that. Oh, all right. It's just true. an After Buzz TV special <laughs> for us. Yeah, exclusive. Uh, from there, we cut to a facility, uh, like a scientific research facility. We're not exactly sure what's going on. Yeah, I was on like, there. I don't even know where it was or yeah. anything. It looked like they were in some like abandoned warehouse with this giant. Uh, it looked like the ABC Eye or whatever. Yes. That's what it looked yeah, like, like to me. I was like, huh? Some kind of futuristic network building. I don't know. Hmm. NBC, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we see Rufus. Uh, Malcolm Barrett playing him. He's kind of walking I love around you, this Malcolm. little. Oh, there you go. He's a, he's a charming looking man. Oh yeah, I know. I met him in person. Oh, well, of course. I yeah, could you not know. stop smiling. It was it was so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. I can't be professional right now because you're just you're just so awesome. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> He knows. That's, uh, what, a, what a great life. And people apologizing just because you're just too awesome. You're just so awesome. You make me smile. Please. I'm so sorry. I'm so I'm sorry let for me, smiling. Let me leave now. <laughs> Don't look at me. Uh, and then we get a little cameo from Matt Ferrer. Good old yeah. Malcolm the Middle fame. Or, or from Black. A variety of other series he's that you've watched. A lot. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I And I feel like you don't cast somebody like that unless he's going to play into a little bit further into the season. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's too big of a name just to have kind of blip in like he does here in the pilot. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. But I'm like, I oh, will probably see him more. So. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, uh, good old Goran just outside the facility with his one of his henchmen, uh, and he's got a book with a bunch of writing in there, some kind of drawings and scribblings and stuff in mm-hmm. there. And basically, you get the idea that he he's, he has a little future knowledge. Some, yeah. Something in this book's kind of instructing, like, yeah, there's like I thought it was just notes that he was just taking, you know, to lead up to this point, and maybe he was just following through, double-checking, you know? Yeah. I'd, uh, but I had no idea what this book actually had in store until way later, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really important. Okay. Well, this I, sucks. <laughs> if you're, I guess, like for me, I was thinking all of a sudden, like River Song's Diary from Doctor Who, where it has you know a bunch of that. That so. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Why? Oh man, I didn't even put those two <laughs> together. I also forgot to mention that I love, I love Doctor Who. It's that's too late. Like, no, it doesn't exist now. Oh. Sorry, no. Alexis no longer even knows what Doctor Who is because she did not mention it at the top of the show. I'm a terrible so. movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but good old uh, Gorn, he breaks the facility, starts shooting up some guys. Uh, basically, takes the time machine, mm-hmm. disappears, Just, little pop. Yeah. I love how that even said on our caption, Sonic Pop. Yes. And that was it. And I was like, all right, cool. So what we're thinking about time travel uh, as a device there, uh, there's many different ways to travel in time. Yeah. You have like time cop, that weird kind of like sling shot of a vehicle that you have yeah. there. You get the DeLorean, of course. Oh, I think that's always going to be my favorite. I mean, the TARDIS is awesome because I just love how it looks just like a regular police box. And then it's just this giant room. Yeah. But I, I don't know. DeLorean just has some style. Very true. This, what did you think of the way this, this happened? I liked it. I, I mean, we didn't, we don't get to like spend a lot of time inside, and looks, I, I also feel with Lucy because I'm also claustrophobic, and I would hate, hate to be in there. That's probably why I like the TARDIS so much because I'm like, look at me, room to wiggle. I don't know, um, but, but yeah, I think, I think that the lifeboat looks a little, looks a little rough. I feel yeah. real bad. Yeah, for the it. lifeboat's the prototype yes. of of basically our time travel, uh, which is basically yeah. it's synced up with CPU. Is uh, they are married together, so they mm-hmm. can find out when each other are, but they can't exactly say where of each course. other are. That's like, and I love how he was just like, "Yay, time travel problems!" And I was like, "Yes, yeah. hashtag time travel problems." <laughs> Wait, don't we have them all? I know, but I I liked I liked the actual mothership. It looked very sleek. It kind of reminded me of like Hal, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, and I, I don't know. I thought it was very awesome. <laughs> and they brought up the clunker, and I was like, "Oh, look at you, rough around the edges." <laughs> it's okay. You're gonna get us through some some tough times. Now, see if I'm wrong. I thought when they were actually making their break at the beginning that they took Matt Frewer with them. I thought so too. So, I was very confused. I mean, we. I think they took. Maybe a couple people? I don't really know because it was kind of moving pretty fast. Yeah. Some people got shot. Some people got out. But it looked like they brought a couple people with them. I could be wrong. So we do have a live chat. So please go ahead and tell us in the chat because I'm, I'm, I'm watching it uh, live. And uh, if if there was actual like hostages that they took or if it was just if, if it was just the one. Yeah, cause it was hard for me to tell. It was interesting because once they get, get and gather the team, at no point do they make reference like, you know, hey, guess what? They also took Matt Frewer. We don't know nope. why. But, we just nope. like – they're like, you have to go. You have to go get them. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like okay, – or go get him. And I was like, okay, what about everybody else? How many people did you take with them? I, <laughs> I need to know these <laughs> answers to my questions. <laughs> so, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Maybe we'll get more of it. Maybe they just didn't have enough time. Oh God! I'm go. just gonna just. Bing. I need. Well, I'm gonna bring a bell, and every time we say the word "time," I'm gonna hit it. That's so what's gonna end up happening. The now, time bell. Here's where I felt like the writer showed restraint because I was thinking, "Is this line gonna come? Is this line gonna come?" It's like after they disappear and the police break into the facility, I tell everybody to put their hands up at the head. Where are they? Where are they? I was like, waiting for Rufus to say, "Don't you mean when?" But he didn't. He showed restraint. They didn't say that. I would have. I would have just exploded with anger. I would have been like. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, and then we come back. We uh, Lucy gets uh, visited by uh, Agent uh, Kendo from Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. Takes her back over to the facility, throws her into a room with Wyatt Logan from Delta Force. Oh, yeah. Where he was – looks like he was sleeping. Yeah, when's the last time you heard about – every time I think of Delta Force, I think about Chuck Norris and like that old movie. <laughs> That's the only thing I think of. Like when has Delta Force been referenced? Again, never put the <laughs> two together. That's awesome. <laughs> like, oh, my God. All right. When's the last time Delta Force has really been talked about a lot? Oh okay. My, God. My, my grandpa loves Chuck Norris way too much for it to be healthy. <laughs> so – no, because like it's funny because the, the – not to get too off topic, but the, the martial arts that I learned after Muay Thai was Tung Sudo, and that's what he actually has uh, a 10th degree black belt in. A Chuck Norris? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's, a, it's American Tung Sudo. That's what he's famous for. Is that how so, they teach you to fight in really tight jeans? Yes. That's exactly it. When you do your testing for your black belt, you have to wear tight 80s acid wash jeans. Love it. And you have to kick people and, and try to push the ground down, not actually do a push-up. It's really hard. It takes it takes like seven days to get your black belt. I've seen probably way too much Walker, Texas Ranger. I That's that's my grandpa's favorite show. There we you would go. sit there and he's just like, he's just best <laughs> i'm like no bruce lee is the best dad but we don't have to get into that or grandpa we don't have to do that <laughs> now we find this facility uh is under the preview there of mr connor mason seems mm-hmm. like basically like the steve jobs of time travel i was gonna say i was like, like this suave mofo over yeah. here yeah he was like yeah this is happening we made a time machine very nonchalant to... no didn't even try to hide it he's like this is what you know he, he did the example of how time works and and i love how we like as soon as he like curved the paper i was like oh, you could just say we're doing time travel you don't have to go around the bush about it and i love how lucy was like uh, are you are you saying that we're talking i'm like just say it just say time travel we get it that's all you gotta do do. get to the point faster (laughs) i don't know it was just it was really interesting how they were trying to like kind of milk the line and she and i love how he's like yes time travel okay 
Come on, let's go. (laughs) We have things to do and no time to waste. Ah, yes. I need a bell. I'm going to find one. (laughs) I was uh, waiting for him to just take the the ball of string and then just kind of put it up and then just be like the Sam Beckett quantum leap method. If you take the string and then ball it up, all the different points of your life can touch each other. Mm -hmm. But that's not allowed in this version of time travel because one of the rules they establish is that you can't go back to a a lifetime where you exist. Well, because it's true. Because remember, every single time that we've seen anything that's in... Thank you. TV, where uh, we have uh, some sort of time travel. Damn it, I knew you were waiting for it, too. Um, We get, we always get that one episode where they had to travel back and, and they end up meeting their double or they see before like uh, the most recent thing that I can think of is is Family Guy where Stewie and Brian always have to go back mm-hmm. and they're always catching up with themselves like that episode was crazy and I I'm glad that they they brought that up so but I'm also thinking not to get too much into predictions that they are going to have a double episode cuz they have to or something but yeah, because I, well, I mean, I guess time, you know, there's certainly so many different places in time that you can go to. So there's, a, ah, <laughs> oh, this God, is going to be gonna so happen. bad. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. For, for sake of sanity, I'm going to stop. Thank oh, you. Shoot. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, but I, but I also think like, boy, you're really kind of limiting a lot of like potential yeah. storyline because you know there's always that thing where you end up visiting yourself as a young child and you're like, oh, do I? But do I, I feel like that's different seeing you as a young child instead of you going back like how. Um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to. I only remember the actors' names. I'm trying to remember the character names. Uh, Rufus. No, no, no. Uh, Matt's character, Wyatt, where uh, he talks about, he's like, why couldn't we just go back, you know, five, ten minutes before he got here and then I could shoot him in the face. And I'm like, no, because then you'd see, you don't understand how time travel works. Uh, but I like that Rufus was like, no, you can't, the, we, have the, we have the problem of having doubles. You can't go back to the same time that you, we were just at. It causes problems. And I'm like, yeah. Have you not seen anything on the, the – never mind. I'm not going to start ranting, but yeah. Well, I think we saw Back to the Future too, and that worked out just fine. Sure. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. Uh, but we do find out if you go back and you see yourself at least as an adult version perhaps that it doesn't work out well and you probably don't come back in one piece. Well, yeah. I mean I feel like it's less of a risk to see yourself when you're younger because, I mean, your parents will never know that's exactly what you're going to look like when you grow up. But seeing yourself again within like a year or two, whatever, when in your in your adult life, I feel like that's just – that's way too risky. You know? Yeah. I am tired of the time travel trope where you go back to see your parents and they don't recognize you, but they, there's just something about you. Yeah, every time. You? Like, and I ugh. think that's going to end up happening at one point. We're going to go back in time for something and we're going to see it and it's just going to be like, wow, I love that name. And I'm like, mm. yeah, <laughs> okay. thanks. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, Homeland Security says, which I like that they are just right on board, like this is a time travel machine. You know, mm-hmm. Flynn has got this. He's killed his wife and kids a year allegedly. ago. Allegedly. And now he's... Uh, gone back in time for some reason yeah but they whatever it is they think it's not good i thought it was like the ancestry or something of of like his wife and kids or something maybe i thought i mean that that's going like way too far but that's what i was assuming was that he wanted to see like i don't know like uh his wife's mother or grandmother or something like their great 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 ancestors or something like that just because i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know i was just trying to figure out like what Personally, why would they tell us that he killed his wife and children and then go back to go to the Hindenburg? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, it feels like he's setting something up in motion. Yeah, so I thought it had something to do family-related, yeah. but clearly that was – obviously that wasn't the case because he was still trying to blow it up. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we'll get into reason, uh, speculate about some of the potential reasons. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but then, uh, so they assemble our team, and Rufus is going to go along because, as Counter Mason says, you know why you have to, Rufus. We don't find out exactly why Rufus is so essential to this team. I mean, I was assuming it was because uh, Mason wanted to just learn about what actually happens there uh, from a from a first person's perspective, I guess, or a fresh person's perspective. I don't know how how else you want to put it, but I yeah. feel like he just wants to learn a lot. So, you know, tell us what you've seen. I mean, he. I mean, again, not to get too far into the episode, he had the recorder and stuff. So I'm like, I, f- I feel like he's up to something. But I don't know if it's for good or for bad. Because yeah. uh, Rufus doesn't feel very comfortable doing it either. So it seems like it might be a little shady. But That's I, true. I can't really tell. I guess if you, yeah, you might as well want, you want your own inside man for yeah. all this time travel shenanigans. That's also true. Like, what are you doing? You know, are you changing time? I want to be ready for it. And then maybe it'll, I can, you know, it could affect me in some way, maybe for the good, mm-hmm. you know, or for bad. I don't know. So I don't know. He's, he does seem kind of shady. And I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what he actually wants. Yeah. Uh, what I did like is they spent a little bit of time just saying, hey, if you're going to be traveling to a different point in time and we're going to be wearing clothes, we should try to be as period close as possible. So, But I love how Lucy, because she's so good at her job, she knew she's like, this fabric wasn't invented back then. The skirt was from the 40s. We're going to the 30s. And yeah, I loved how she just picked up on that. And speaking of the clothes, I really loved the wardrobe for the pilot. And I'm hoping it continues through on, which I've, I'm noticing at least in the teaser for the next few episodes to come. But the costume looks real like the costume and the set design is so good. Yeah. I mean, it especially looks yeah. amazing. Sorry. If you're going to do a time travel show, I mean, then you just know you have that, you, you have that challenge placed upon you that everything's got to look right. Cause you know, there's going to be so many people mm-hmm. wanting to just nitpick it. Like, wait a second. That's not, that wouldn't have been that time period. Yeah. But I like that they brought, but at least this character, Lucy brought it up of how like, I mean, even though I'm not an expert of knowing, like, okay, what fabric shirt are you wearing? Is that mesh? I don't know what that is. And knowing that that wouldn't be an actual thing at that time period. But I liked, again, seeing – oh, my gosh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, uh, Wyatt. No, no, no. No, no, no. Our our reporter that died. Kate Drummond. Yes. Drummond's um, pants. Did oh, you yes. see that? Yeah. Like, I liked seeing that and her in her full jacket and scarf and everything and then seeing all the reporters with their hats and their full trench coats and then, like, even, like, the microphones, too. Like, everything was just so well put together. And I love that you didn't even – nothing pointed out to you. Like, you're like, yes, this is the era. We're in the 30s. That yeah. makes sense. Everything looks great. Yeah, everything – you just you, – you visually just like, okay, all right, cool. Yeah. You don't even really think about it too much because it just seems right No, because, like, you – you and I would know, like, if you're looking at something that has to do with time travel, you're kind of like, ah, uh, you could tell that you would have that pair of pants somewhere in your closet. <laughs> and you're like, wait, that's not supposed to be there. I mean, I've seen some, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was like a guy who was supposed to look like he was in the 40s, but he was wearing Converse. But you're not supposed to see oh, his right. laces, but like, you can clearly tell that they're sneakers. And I was like, oh. Come on, you're better than that. I can't remember what TV show it was, but they were trying to be a certain era. And I was like, nope, totally saw Converse back there. It was yeah. probably like an extra that didn't have time to change or something. But I was like, come on, do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I guess I, would, I definitely would have known it was a period inappropriate if the cameraman and the reporter watching the Hindenburg had been using like a selfie stick and was just recording his then. Can you imagine? That would be so silly. <laughs> like, wait a minute. What? what? This guy's what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, but so the team gets ready. They hop into there. They're ready to hop into the lifeboat to uh, go back and find out. They know the date that a good old Flynn went back to. But, of course, mm-hmm. they have to figure out where. Lucy, knowing that time period, or at least that, that date. Yeah, knew so about the Hindenburg. Yeah, so that, that's got to be 
the, uh, the reason that he's there. Yeah. Something around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find out if you're going to ride in the left boot, you've got to wear a lot of seatbelts. I mean, time travel is no joke. That no. sounds like a very rough ride, and it looked like a rough ride, especially for poor Wyatt. He looked like he wasn't having a good time. He looked kind of dizzy and disoriented, which is so funny because he tried to seem so cool and collected yes. when we started because Lucy was like freaking out. Again, I'm totally claustrophobic, so I would have hated it. But she got out of that thing just fine. She fell, but she was like, okay, now I'm back. I'm, I got my sea legs. Here we go. <laughs> but you saw Wyatt just as soon as they landed. I thought he was, was like going to puke. Yeah, I thought so, too. And he didn't do it. I was like, all right, Wyatt, good good for you, buddy. You know why? Because he's Delta Force. Oh, whatever. That's right, man. Whatever. Chuck Norris don't puke. That's true. Wyatt don't puke. That's right. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I hope one of these days is just, just, it's going to be just really terrible. One of the rides is just going to get him. Uh, and so as they're making their way into town, since they kind of park remotely, uh, Lucy breaks down uh, kind of how the Hindenburg exploded, which was cool to know. I mean, I mean I've mean, i always heard of the explosion but never heard all the science yeah. behind it. Yeah, I thought that was also very interesting. That's why I'm really excited for this show to actually give us more details about history that maybe we didn't remember from, you yeah. know, learning in school or just something that we just completely missed that historians would know about. Yeah, so, I, so. That, was, that was really good. So you kind of feel like, all right, this is how it goes down. We're going to see how Flynn is going to try to change that to prevent mm-hmm. the Hindenburg or at least what, whatever his mission is, but it seems revolving around the Hindenburg. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they make their way into town, and I do like the moment there, like much like you were saying, what would it be like to go back to the 1920s or something like that and, see, and experience that mm-hmm. life right there in the moment? Mm-hmm. Lucy has that moment too when she gets into the town and just is like taking it all in for yeah, a Yeah, because it's, it's, it's a whole different world. Like a lot of people are like, oh, man, I would love to just walk around. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like streets look different. Cars, parking, like everything is completely different and you have to just be ready for that because it's just the way of life like even like the things that you say which i loved when they were at the bar and asking around uh and i i believe it was why it was like hey how's it going and he's like going where yeah. <laughs> i was like oh that was really smart i would have never thought of somebody not being able to respond yes to that because we all we do that all the time we're just like hey how's it going and you're like it's going good and someone's like going where yeah <laughs> what do you mean going I don't i'm know. right here i'm right here why is he wearing pajamas i love how that was the running joke <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, and they get to the bar, and as they're in there, they, uh, Rufus, of course, feels like the admin now. And he's already been kind of reluctant to go on this trip anyway just because of the Seriously, racial kind of thing. I, I I'm sorry. I keep oh, no, interrupting you. But no, I just – as soon as he was like – when Rufus talked to, to Mason and told him like how he felt about going back in time with them, he's like, I don't, I don't know why I have to go. Obviously, we know – he knows that why he has to go, but he's like, history is not – I don't know if you know this, but I'm black, and history is not a good place. Anything in American history is not a good place for me. And I love that we got that immediately as they got there. He's like, the back of the bus was great. Yes. Like, that's it. He didn't go into any more detail. He just, that was exactly what it was. And then they got into the bar, and he just felt extremely uncomfortable. And he wasn't really, like, dressed for the era, too, kind of. So he kind of, he kind of stood out. Way more than he like he wanted, clearly. So that kind of sucked. Yeah, and so he and Lucy agree that well, yeah, I guess standing outside is probably a little better, a little better. than standing inside. But I love it because even people were still staring. I thought that guy was going to start trouble. The guy who had his hand in his pocket. Yes. I was like, oh, what's he going to do? And I love how like Rufus just kind of backed up into like this little weird corner so that no one could see him because he wasn't really helping it at his self. For it felt like he's just kind of pacing around. Like nah. I don't blame him. He was just nervous that he was going to get hurt yeah, or like, killed or something. Don't pace. You look too shady. Pace. No, like pacing. like you're everybody already thinks that you're shady. You yeah. pacing back and forth with your hands in your pocket, looking sweaty. <laughs> yes. Helping. No. So you're right. He did the smart thing, just kind of ducking back. Yeah, in. He's like, like I'm just going to hide back here. <laughs> Pay no attention to the black man in <laughs> yeah, the corner. Corner. I'm just hanging out. 
Uh, at the bar, though, they do see Kate Drummond, and that's when Lucy says, oh, my gosh, that's Kate Drummond. She's over. Uh, also, well, talk about that actress. Gorgeous, right? Yes. Oof. Oof. Give us one of your patented. I can't do it now. Oh, oh, there it is. That <laughs> uh, she's a, a writer and photographer for the Hearst magazine. Mm-hmm. So world-renowned. Uh, Wyatt uh, sees some kind of like he's drawn to her. Uh, I knew exactly imu- as soon as he made those weird googly eyes at her, I was like, oh, he probably lost his wife in something. Ah, nice. And I love how she was just like, "What? What are you? What are you doing?" And I love, and I love that she, he, like, he immediately went up to her, and she knew that he was a soldier. It's very interesting. Yes, but she's been around enough soldiers to just know how. And so I thought that was kind of cool. How I guess soldier behavior hasn't really changed. I guess. No, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, I guess yeah. you know, there's such a you know, regimen there that, yeah. that almost seems timeless in terms of that. Thank you. Uh, oh. And I even said the name of the show. Oh. Bingo. That's how you do it. Uh, all right. No, because I guess one thing that they always say, and they say it in the series too, is that you know you want to re- you know, reduce your carbon footprint, so to speak, your yeah. time carbon po- yeah. footprint. So you don't want to talk to people. You don't want to try to change the past at all. And but, I love how Lucy was like, Wyatt, Wyatt, come back here. Because like, immediately he's like, I'm going to go talk her up because I think she's cute. And also she looks like my dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so. Just aside, go on a tangent for a second. You get that wish. You get a chance to go back and you get to see Lincoln speaking at the Gettysburg Address. Uh, Would you be content just to watch him do that speech and take off? Or would you say, my gosh, when am I going to get a chance to ever talk to Abraham Lincoln? No, 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 no. I've seen way too many time traveling anything. I will keep my mouth shut and I will enjoy the fact that I am here. I have the opportunity to be in this place and actually be able to witness it. I will probably never tell my kids. Well, I might mix up some stories because they're little and I can do that. But... I no, I can't do it. So would you would never. do this and would never tell anybody nope. for the rest of your life. I think the only time I would ever talk to somebody would be probably Martin Luther because I feel like it wouldn't really matter. I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter with with Lincoln either. But I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. I think it's. I just I feel weird because I would be like, don't go to the theater. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is a big struggle. Uh, you know, trying to figure out how you handle time and meeting somebody that you know is going to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would try to prevent. King too, but I feel like his death meant a lot and it changed a lot for time as well. But I think I would rather because I guess with Lincoln it would be hard to relate to his advice. I mm-hmm. guess to a point, which is kind of weird to say, but just in general, like I would I would rather listen to Dr. King tell me something about what was happening in that time because it's a it's just a tiny bit more relatable than talking to Lincoln back in the day of like I'm having some boy trouble or something. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I would talk to Lincoln about, but it would just no, be... You wouldn't? No. No, I mean... What do you think, Abe? Should I ask him out? <laughs> think I should tag him to the theater? No, don't go to the theater! <laughs> I don't know. I just... I think it would be cool to talk to him. I feel like I would be too scared to talk to him, but with... For some odd reason, because we've learned so much about Dr. King, because he's just one of those idols I would love to meet, I wouldn't mind talking to him, and it wouldn't bother me as much, but I don't know with Lincoln. I don't know why. No, it'd be it'd be it'd be tough. It'd be yeah. it's easy to sit here in this room and say like, oh, I would I would be fine. I'd just be a observer yeah. and just kind of go on my way. But to yeah. be in that moment, no, I'd probably break everything I just said right now. I'd probably talk to him. I just don't know what I would talk to him about. I'd be like, uh, uh, cell uh, telephones are not in the wall anymore. You put them in your pocket. <laughs> I ruined that. I'm sorry. Can I have That's a redo? It. Redo. <laughs> so I don't know. It'd be tough. Uh, and Lucy tells Wyatt that hey, uh, you know, Kate dies today, and uh, Wyatt's oh. like, wait, wait, weren't you? But I love. Did you see his face yes. too? Like he was like, oh, I'm preventing that in yeah. some way, and I was like, no, you have to let it happen. Today is her day. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe as a historian, I mean, seeing so much about the course of human history, maybe she's able to kind of take her out of that a little bit. So because she's not really. As, as hung up on that as why. Yeah. And she doesn't have the personal connection that why. Exactly. Does and also the fact that she's probably thinking, like, you saving one life could really ruin the timeline. You never know. Maybe she needed to die because of something that her work did later on down the road. If you did that, she does something completely different. That work doesn't get published or whatever. Or she doesn't get uh, remembered for that. And then someone will be inspired by her death. And then, you know, there's so many different scenarios. So I think Lucy's thinking of it from a logical perspective. He's thinking through an emotion. That's true. So, uh, and we all know from Ashton Kutcher's film, the butterfly effect. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's right. Oh, of course. That's right. I we love know. the references. Fake. Yes. Like, you're on top of it. I love it. Uh, so we get Lucy, uh, what I liked is we didn't draw, draw like the whole episode. Like, are they going to be able to get to the Hindenburg? What's going to happen? They get right there to the landing of it. Cause it's going to be landing just in about five minutes. They find commander Rosenthal. Uh, and they say, hey, guess what? Uh, you got to find this guy. Uh, you know, we basically, he has a Spanish uh, Dr. flu. Dr. Dre, yes. Nurse Jackie. <laughs> we're from General Hospital. <laughs> Boom! General like, Hospital. This is the coolest thing is because Frank does a General Hospital recap on our Soap Block Network on Sunday. So I was just That's like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ding. Yeah. There I was so happy about that. <laughs> I love that they didn't even give Rufus, they didn't even give Rufus a name. He was just like. Yeah, and me. I'm just here. Okay. I'm just like, uh, don't worry about me. And and yeah, they're like, he has the Spanish flu, you know, that killed like 700,000 people. Yeah, we need to. That's why he's in pajamas. Yes. He escaped, and we need to find him. And immediately they're like, oh, okay, we'll do everything we can. Guys, go find this guy. And I was like, wow. That was quick. That was, again, glad we have a historian who can remember what happened in that time era and was able to bring up an excuse real quick. Yeah. So What I do I like, like the idea is that going back into the past, I think it takes a lot off a lot of the, the burden of trying to come up with an elaborate cover story. Because you can just use modern-day references back then, and they won't know that you're really riffing Dr. Dre, Nurse Jackie, General Hospital. Mm-hmm. You're just saying names of I love how celebrities that was like, and performers. That was like the first thing she thought of was like, uh, I can't think of any other doctor. Dr. Dre. And I was like, a rapper, though? <laughs> you thought of a rapper? Look at that. Lucy Preston's got some layers to her. I was like, I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I just thought it was really funny. I was like, there's so many doctors on TV. You could have picked anybody. Dr. House. Dr. Drake Ramore. I don't no, yeah. like <laughs> you could have you could have picked anybody, but I love how like the first thing that like crossed your mind was Dr. Dre and, and Nurse Jackie, which is a TV show. Yeah. So I thought I don't know, <laughs> so everybody starts scattering to try to find Flynn. Uh, Wyatt, of course, sees Kate Drummond, uh, wrestles with her for a second, but then just tries to get her out of the way, and yeah. she is not handling that. Well, I mean, I I mean, women back in that era didn't. I mean, even though men were pushy back in that time, they also didn't they didn't take any. Take any guff. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they were just, she's like, Excuse you, I'm doing my job. You better not touch me. And I love, but I love how she wasn't like super strong either. Because even when he was like, He's got to blow, and he's like trying to hold her down, she's like doing one of these numbers. Yes. (laughs) She's like, Let go of me. And I'm like, Wow, you are not doing. Much there, girl. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and we see Wyatt trying to save her life because uh, he thinks it's going to blow, and the Hindenburg doesn't go off. Which I thought was so interesting. Like, okay, how does history affect if the Hindenburg didn't blow up? Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. So it lands, and things kind of go on their way. Uh, uh, Lucy does see uh, Flynn heading into a hangar. Yes, and he, she runs after him. Yeah, and gets kind of cornered by one of his thugs. Yeah, sadly enough, he didn't last. Yeah, the pilot. Because uh, no, yeah, Wyatt breaks in through as well. Gets uh, shoots him with the gun. Brings his silencer back with him. I didn't think I didn't think he had a weapon on him. I found that 
Uh, Delta like, Force. Oh, you know what? You're right. I should have should have always be prepared. I do agree with Lucy that it is dangerous to bring a futuristic gun to the Nazi era. Yes. <laughs> um, because I, yeah. You don't want that ending up in the wrong hands nope, nope, for nope, sure. Nope. Nope. Especially since you know technology is uh, is not even close to what it is now. So just imagining what it would look like when you got back. Yikes. Yes. I don't even want to know. And Wyatt has uh, told uh, them several times that if you do see Flynn, you don't get involved with him. You tell me I'm going to deal with him. So you feel like uh, certainly Wyatt has got a different set of marching orders yeah. than, uh, or additional marching orders from I feel somebody. like they all have diff- like different MOs kind of. Like we have Rufus who's kind of working with Mason, you know, and trying to, I guess, get information at least from what we're understanding is Lucy's just kind of there because she's a historian and knows – the ins and outs. And then, yeah, Wyatt, I don't know what his orders are, but it seems like he's just like, I'm here to protect and get the job done. Yeah. Per se. Uh, and they see, like, uh, Rufus has the idea of seeing the walkie-talkie on the person that they killed. So maybe I can use that to kind of track down where the walkie-talkie that uh, Flynn has. Yep. Nope. And it was he, a detonator, I think. Yeah. yeah. A bomb cap, uh, what they were saying. Something like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, and so then Lucy starts putting the pieces together and figure out, like, oh, wait a second. At the Hindenburg, if it hadn't blown, was going to be doing another trip. And on that were supposed to be a bunch of really important people to history. Which was nuts. Because I was like, I didn't even think about what was going to happen after the Him- if the Hindenburg landed, which I love that they said that, again, we were talking about how the ropes weren't wet, that didn't, they had them all coiled up mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, to be preventative. But I love how we found, I think, like the person who invented the helicopter um, and a couple other things that were... Uh, a Rockefeller was going to be on there? A Rockefeller was going to be on there. Yeah, like a lot of just really important people. And they're like, oh, then we'll just blow it up after. Yeah, and so you feel like uh, Flynn's plan is, is he didn't want to blow it up before. He wanted to get all these important people in history rather than, I guess, like to try to find them all separately. He knows one place where a bunch that were going to be at the same but time. But at the time, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, why are you trying to kill the person who invented the helicopter and a Rockefeller? What does that what does that pertain to you yeah. or or the boss that you're working for per se because I feel like he's not he's not acting on his own kind of I think he has someone who's either telling him to do it maybe they're the ones that have his wife and kid yeah, there is a there's certainly a larger agenda at play. Mm-hmm. I, I know. We'll I, should for, I should save these for I should save these for predictions. But what I like is that we see history changed, which is kind of cool. Uh, absolutely cool. When because so many times in time travel shows, you end up seeing like when it certainly comes to a real life event. That usually it ends up happening the way it happened for some reason. There. Yeah, that's that's just fate, I guess. Yeah. Saying that like today was the day that the Hindenburg had to blow up. Yes. One, one way or another. And it ends up becoming just more of a story about the the characters themselves, what they learned and how they were changed yeah. through this process. This, nope, they actually succeed in changing history and things are completely different now. Ugh, well, I can't wait till we talk about this ending. Oh, yes. Like, there's a lot. I was like, why does the Hindenburg change this stuff? <laughs> so, so confused. Uh, as we get, well, we'll kind of rush through the end here a little bit so we can get through the stuff. But we find out that uh, uh, Flynn gets them set up, calls the cops on them, gets them arrested. Uh, while they're in prison, they kind of figure out a way like, hey, how, how can we get out of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Flynn, uh, or Wyatt notices that, of course, Lucy's wearing her modern-day bra, which she already commented on. I mean, I would, I would be in the same boat. I'm like, I ain't taking off my modern-day bra just because whatever. And oh, I love how he was like, who's going to see you in your bra? Yeah, exactly. I was like, do you have a freaking point? <laughs> now, you know, of course, like uh, Lucy, because he gets her to take off her bra so he can take the wiring out of it to pick the lock. But I hate how he like stared at her first and was just like, hmm. Obviously, he was trying to think, but like poor, poor Lucy was just like, "Excuse you, 
we are in jail. Why are you looking at me like that? But I also felt bad for, for Rufus, though, because he had to be the one that did the distraction. Yes, and he really – I mean, basically, he, I mean, he's been already talking several times through this episode how uncomfortable he feels going through time as uh, a man of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now he kind of just lets that kind of uh, – all that, that frustration vent at the police officer that calls him bull. That rant was fantastic, though. Yes. I didn't even realize that three Michaels <laughs> were really, like, prominent in black culture <laughs> until he said it all in a row. I was like, oh, Wow. Okay. Yes. I see you writers. Unless that was that was Malcolm riffing, but like whoever did that was so smart. I was so cool and I love how he talked about President Obama and he's like and I love that he didn't tell him that he wanted him to die. He wanted him to live a long life to see the change. So awesome. Yes. Yeah, I was I was a fan of that. No, that was a really good speech. And uh but you can just see uh, you know how scary that has to be. Just like because you see the cop instead of like, all right, well, that's how you want to talk. As soon I'm gonna as go he like, a- yeah, as soon as he smiled and backed up, I was like, that's not going to be good no. for him. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. He gets his buddy at the. They got the Billy Clubs at the ready. They're about to lay a whipping down. Oh, that's so scary. I was and I and I loved how immediately Rufus was like, hey guys, guys, yeah. everything's cool. Wyatt, please, Wyatt, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then they 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 pretty much laid the beat down on those two cops. Yes. left. I thought they were going to take their uniforms to see if they can get out, but. I guess they didn't really need it. No, I mean, I guess back then, I guess he didn't have a lot. The security wasn't, isn't as uh, strict or secure as I mean, is. the fact that he used a bra underwire to get out of a lock. I mean, obviously, he's well-trained, but still, I was like, wow, that's one way to do it. It's Delta Force, man. They teach you about that, I how just, to use wire hangers be a running and bras. Theme. Hashtag Delta Force <laughs> for everything that Wyatt does. That's right. Oh, he's so, being a jerk? Delta Force. <laughs> <laughs> they make their way back over to the, uh, the Hindenburg. As it's taking off, we've got a bunch of uh, well-known people that are going to be important to the history on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Flynn's there as well walked past Kate in the hallway I love how she recognized him like immediately she didn't like she was like oh that's the guy that they were looking for. Yeah. Should I do something? Nah. That's all right. Uh, but then when Wyatt runs into her again, she's freaking out just at Wyatt. It's like, wait, well, no, I'm trying to help. I'm uh, sorry. We're trying to catch that guy. Remember we were telling you yes. about that. He's got, There's a bomb on the Hindenburg and we need to find it. And they find the bomb over in the pantry uh, mm-hmm. of that. And they only have five minutes left. And they want to get rid of it. But, of course, now the Hindenburg's taken off. Yep. Is Not this so where they long. go, Emma's and Nancy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, then uh, Lucy has the idea of like, hey, we're going to improvise. And they come in and they grab a couple of knives and they hold the captains hostage there. Uh, and what say, was the, the group? Uh, the, the Black Cross. See, that's the other thing that I love about this show is going to make a lot of people use Google after the episode to look up things that happen. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah so they end up uh, getting the Hindenburg to land. Well, Flynn's watching this. Uh Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I guess we're getting ready to roll out of here. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll talk yeah. about the ending real quick. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Flynn, uh, they, they land there. Uh, they, uh, Wyatt, uh, Flynn's uh, uh, henchman, yeah. uh, after he gets beaten up by Wyatt, there still pulls out his gun, uh, shoots a bullet randomly in there. As Kate says, don't do it. Uh, but I, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if he's going to. Oh, well, there it goes. Up yeah. in flames. And I love how quick it was, too, because of the fabric that was used. I mean, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I'm not going to give you complete details. I just know that it was very flammable. Yes. So from what I remember from school. But, yeah, like it wasn't like, a oh, it's a slow burn. No, that thing went up so quick. And then by the end of the episode, the it was just the frame. Yes. Left. I liked that. That was they really stuck cool. with that. That was awesome. And in the cast of everybody evacuating the ship, I, uh, we, we have Lucy come across Flynn for the first time, and they get mm-hmm. a chance to talk. And Flynn basically says, hey, hold on a second here. Uh, you, know, you don't know uh, what you're doing. Um, you, this is really important. He basically says, I know who you are, Lucy. She's so creepy. Dad's dead. Your mother is sick. Uh, you want to try to be like your mother, try to take her place, try to live up to her expectations there. Uh, how do you know this about me? Uh, pulls out the book. 
Yeah, that he was holding. Yes, and we see that it's in Lucy's handwriting, but she hasn't written it yet. So I don't. So I mean, obviously they know who he is, but I don't know if he's like a time traveler before or he just went to the future, came back with all the stuff. Like I don't understand. I don't understand his backstory, but I'm very intrigued to see what the hell happened. Yeah, and basically Flynn just tells Lucy, you know, you have to ask him why they really chose you. Ask him what Rittenhouse means. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Wyatt comes up and uh, says, hey, you got to put her down. Flynn's holding her hostage. I love how he's like, you're not going to shoot me. Well, now that you say it, <laughs> bang. <laughs> I, which I love because so many times, like, the guy would put, you know, slowly lowering the weapon or whatever. Yeah. Nope. I mean, he just Shot like, him right in the neck. <laughs> yeah. Takes a shot at him. Uh, Flynn shoots back, but uh, Wyatt ducks out of the bullet and hits Kate. So, fortunately, oh. Kate still dies. Oh, that was dies. so sad. I love that it wasn't like she had, like, something prominent to say or, like, her last dying words. Like, she was... Freaked out. She got she got shot, yeah. and she was in she was in shock. She was panicking, and she died. Yeah, and today was her day. Today was her day. Sadly enough, but they yeah. go back to present day, and they do find out that the future uh, uh, the future has changed. The Hindenburg, of course, they ca- crash a day later. Mm-hmm. Uh, only two people died: Kate and some lady that was burned beyond recognition. Which I'm wondering if that's going to play. Into I don't it know, the but I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, then they can figure that like, the mission's got to continue. Uh, Lucy goes home, and instead of seeing her sick mom and her sister Amy. Sees her mom alive and well, working in the kitchen, cooking some food. And Amy doesn't exist. Amy does not exist. Uh, we've also found that Lucy's engaged, but not wearing her engagement ring. Yeah, we, and I loved that people in the chat were like, I wonder who her husband is. I'm like, I would like to know. Or her fiancé. And I'm like, yes, I would like to know that, too. There's things a lot of things. Out. There's a lot of questions which we don't have time to, to talk about, but I actually want to know what everybody thinks. And definitely yes. let us know in the comments and so tweet us. So as we stuff. wrap up, uh, uh, folks, uh, as always, Leo... <laughs> <laughs> We're so much time. There's so much time. We're traveling through time. We'll do this after show again. Check us out when we do the second version. We'll get in and get into all this stuff. Yes. But in the meantime, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat as always. We love having you interacting with us during the show. Alexis is manning the chat, so she'll be able to answer any questions or comments that you may have. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after this show's over, Alexis, where can they find you? You can find me again all over social media at atorres890. That's A-T-O-R-R-E-S 890. I'm also on a bunch of after shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I do uh, Bob's Burgers on Sunday. This show Show. And then to, on Wednesdays, I do Lethal Weapon as well, which is Ooh. awesome. I'm not going to be there this week. I will definitely be there next week, but definitely tune in and talk to Kelly because he's fantastic and the show is awesome. Oh, man. And you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. I do a bunch of other after shows here. I mean, uh, just open the door. I'm there, just haunting you everywhere you go on AfterBuzz TV. Until then, folks, until next Monday, Alexis and I will see you right here for Timeless. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only. do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.